0: Good morning court radio is now in session call 215-227-2727 when you've got legal questions we've got the answers this is court radio and now here's your host dean weitzman
1: good morning and welcome back i'm dean weitzman your host of court radio every saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., we tackle the toughest legal issues facing you and your family every week. We're here for you. Simply give us a call at 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal.
0: Hmm. Impeccable timing. You're the best it, man.
1: Good morning, Manuel Glenn. Good morning, Dean Whitesman. Mr. Eric Tactics Jackson at the Keys. Good morning. Uh, you need to share uh, the old microphono.
0: Oh, yeah. He doesn't do that. <sighs> he uh, shares. No, j- charge <laughs> it to my head, not to my heart. I'm, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Um you know, folks, we gotta get ready to.
1: Play, Play the, the big, big game.
0: game. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Inside joke. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I I I don't know. You know. I just feel really good that they're the Eagles are going to take this with uh, a plum
0: with with ease. Good word. Yes. A plum. Did you did you know that? What I just handed you. Did you know that? Uh, only, no. Only no. team in the NFL with that. You want to share or you want me to tell? <laughs> the Eagles are the only
1: NFL logo that faces left. Only one. Uh, the organization was granted a special waiver by the league to incorporate the letter E into their logo seen to the right of the Eagles' head. Look at the tail feathers.
0: Ah. Uh, I was this year's old. I was a fan that didn't know either. I had no, no idea. Wow. That's the things that come out during the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? But that was in the, in the midst of yeah. interviewing. But that was in the midst of reporting. That was a journalist. That was a journalist. Exactly, counselor. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and my legal fees are $1,000 an hour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my account is, yeah.
1: <laughs> um... I I would say um, uh, that that Philadelphia is in the next week gearing up for this. Um, I, I happen to have lived in Center City uh, on the last
0: Eagles. Uh, oh, in 2018. Yeah, Super Bowl. Win. You were in Center City. I was. Oh, what was that like?
1: It was wild. Um, well, forget about the the parade. Oh, I, that was you know I, I that was. Interesting, but the night of the uh, championship when they won, yeah, no, yeah. no, before the Super Bowl, oh, before the Super Bowl, yeah, it, it was like they stop w- that. Is that okay?
0: <laughs> Never oh, A big game,
1: yes, the big game. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> following the championship win, yeah, they the 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 masses just came together from where spontaneously from all over the city.
0: It's like they just rise up. <laughs>
1: And you know there was a there was a a, a little bit of h- hullabaloo, but uh, That's another word hullahoo. <laughs> I
0: heard that in a but long there time.
1: was joy in the city like you mm. hadn't seen for a long time. And you know what the city needs joy. Um, we need to have we need to have things to come together with. And um, I I I see uh, this year as being um, a repeat. I know. Do you? Yeah, I think uh, I think that that's going to happen, I, and and so much so that I you know made a very large wager. Uh, here we go. It's you know it, it, it's just a, a what, little thing.
0: What what level? Are we the farm, the house, the car, transportation, a couple of bucks, a, a, a shilling, yeah, a, a shekel. Here, what are we talking about? Um,
1: I, 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 you know, maybe uh the car collection.
0: <laughs> Did you see my? <laughs> Would you, you race it for pink slips? <laughs> yeah,
1: we <laughs> were fast and furious right now. You know, I heard the craziest bet, and then we're going to move on to our show for today, folks. But I heard the craziest bet, and I don't know if you've heard this, but there was a gentleman who bet. Uh, it, it was the um, Rams playing the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no. In, in the playoffs this year, the Rams were ahead at halftime. I think twenty-one nothing.
0: Uh, am, am I getting this right? It can't be, because in the playoffs it's a conference thing. So the Rams are in the NFC and the Bengals are in the AFC.
1: So who were the Bengals playing? Were they one?
0: They were playing the
1: Kansas City Chiefs. The this game year. before that. Oh the Buffalo Bills. They were Bills were ahead 21 nothing at halftime. Huh. And this gentleman bet 1.4 million that the Bills would win. Felt like a no-brainer at the moment, right? A no-brainer. And the 1.4 million because they were ahead by so much only paid $14,000 to win. million to lose, and 14 grand to win. That's the games wealthy people play. I tell you, is that wild? And could you just imagine
0: the tears that flowed from you know? If you can, if well, it must not be that big of a deal. 1.4 million to you just to win 14,000. Why cry? It
1: seems like a stupid bet. It's an ego
0: thing, right? It's not. It's not about the money, right? I guess, but I mean, if you've got
1: 1.4 million to lose. What do you care about $14,000? Like, why would you even make that bet to begin with?
0: Like you said, an ego thing. It's
1: bragging it so- rights. Is that what it is? Well, he's going to be able to brag for the rest of his life how dumb that was. Anyway, uh, the the big game's coming up, and, uh, and we will have more about that, uh, I'm sure, in the days leading up to it. In the meantime... Um, in the meantime, we have a special guest today. Who, Praytail Dean? She's so far away from me. <laughs> 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 Why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Sure. My name is Sherelle Dandy. I'm an attorney at Klein Inspector Law Firm.
1: Sherelle began her career at the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. A Philadelphia native. Where'd you grow up, Sherelle?
2: West Philly. Right near 61st and Market.
1: And she has been a state and federal prosecutor and has come over to the civil side. How long have you been at Client Inspector now, Sherelle? Uh, about a year. I was introduced to Sherelle by my friend uh, Shane Inspector because, um, as most people know, a client inspector and my law firm, my Philly lawyer, often partner on larger uh, cases um, and especially in the mass tort world, and um, and w- w- we decided at, at my Philly lawyer that we were going to be involved in the hair relaxer litigation. We talked about it a couple weeks ago briefly, um, and in in that litigation, um, we're bringing claims against the manufacturers, perhaps the distributors and sellers as well of hair relaxer products, because it has been determined through through scientific studies that ha- the chemicals in hair relaxer can cause uterine cancer and endometrial cancer. Sherelle, when did you first become involved in, and learn about this litigation?
2: Um, I, in early November um, shortly after the the study had come out um, regarding the causation link between the hair relaxer use and the endometrial cancer and uterine cancers Um, so once I became aware of it of course it was very troubling for me not just you know professionally but also personally given the fact that I also used hair relaxers for a very long period of time and I know so many other women who've used hair relaxing uh, products and who have developed uh, these sort of cancers or other type of reproductive issues so it was very troubling to me when I when I learned of it and um, myself and and uh, Shannon at Klein inspector Shane inspector as, well, um, as well as well uh, as some of the other attorneys at the firm just became very troubled by it and, and wanted to get involved with helping women who've had these issues
1: how did you feel as a woman who when did you start using hair lasers? how did that come to be
2: I believe I was about six years old, um, wow, when I first had a hair relaxer. Um, they were just something that culturally Black girls would would get at a young age. Um, black women started getting them, um, and started and once they started selling the hair relaxer box kits, um, you could just purchase them at the store, and you could either go to a hair salon or you can do them at home. And um, then in like the early nineties, they started. Uh, the first hair relaxer for little girls, which was the Just For Me hair relaxer mm. that so many of us are familiar with, because some of us can still sing the song today, <laughs> you know, if you hear the song.
1: Do you, um, by the way, do you have children? I don't know. Yeah, I have a nine year old, and she's forever. I mean, you know, my wife, God bless her, can spend hours in the morning before school. Uh, getting her hair in some hairdo that she wanted that day, you know, and YouTube—they're—they're they're always, you know, looking on YouTube for the newest thing, and mm-hmm. and um and so, and I have uh, a niece who's um a, a half African American, half white, and her hair is poofy. I mean, it's like you know, wild. It's gorgeous hair, but just to comb it, just to comb through that hair. Can take forever, um, and she. I have seen her get her hair straightened, and it's it's completely different. I mean, it's it's a totally different look. And of course, you know, when you're a kid, you want to be able to change your look up, and it, it. They play. I think that the companies played on those desires by the young girls.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And the the just for me, um, marketing the marketing strategy for that particular brand. Um, is a perfect example of that Uh, the the box had little girls with you know long straight hair um, and those little girls would be on the commercial singing that just for me song that of course they made it very a very catchy song so most little girls wanted to sing along Um, and you the little girls would look at the box and they want it to look like the girls that were depicted in on the hair relaxer box and in the hair relaxer commercials so even if a mother may have been reluctant to put the chemical in a little girl's hair, oftentimes the, the you know the girls wanted to look like the person on the box, so they would convince their moms to allow them to get a hair relaxer, and a lot of times that started at a very young age, particularly for my generation, because we were the generation of young girls who were bombarded with these images from Just for Me and. PCJ and some of the other uh, products dark that were, and lovely yes dark and lovely um, and especially when they started directing directing their marketing for little girls
0: Johnson & Johnson is that dark and lovely no but oh. there were so many because uh, she's man I remember this like it was yesterday these commercials these little girls my little cousins the hair relaxer whole thing and the fake out is it says no lie relaxers because when you get the kit it doesn't become the lie until you yourself mix it. They had plastic gloves in the kit, neutralizing shampoo, What's everything it? we saw in a hair salon. I grew up in a hair salon.
1: My my parents were both beauticians. Right. Okay, and, and I can still, to this day, smell those chemicals. There you go. They were nasty. Harsh, right? Yes. And you're breathing it for hours. Oh, my, I, I, I tell you, my father would come home with his hands cracked and bleeding from interacting with the chemicals so that those um either micro abrasions on your scalp that you're not even aware of or burns from the chemical expose your skin and your blood system to the chemicals what happens what 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 is it about the chemicals I mean, because people ask me all the time, they say, Dean, how can a chemical you put on your head affect you in body parts that aren't connected to your head?
2: Yeah, well, the scalp is a, is a, is a place, it's a part of the body that can absorb chemicals um, uh, more than other parts of the skin. So that's, that's the first thing. Um, and then the hair relaxers contain what's called endocrine disrupting chemicals, which uh, it, they do disrupt the the endocrine system um, which then affects hormonal balance so um, they then cause estrogen dominance which then affects these um, or causes these hormonally driven cancers so uh, because the the relaxers contain these endocrine disrupting chemicals that's uh, one of the larger components of what what causes them to be harmful and to affect the, the reproductive organs and particularly cause these cancers
1: what obligation What obligation does a company have when they're marketing a product to determine the safety and efficacy of a product?
2: It's absolutely the company's obligation to test products, to know what chemicals are contained within their products. Um, and what's troubling is that some of these chemicals aren't listed on the on the hair relaxer box ingredients um, because they're hidden as uh, fragrances and don't necessarily have to be identified but the manufacturers of course know um, the hair relaxer companies know what these chemicals are and they should be studying them they should be testing them um, and making sure that they're safe for women to to use
1: what study came out in November who did the study and how? Important is that study to connect causally the hair relaxer chemicals to the diseases we're seeing that are occurring because of them.
2: So, as a doctor by the name of Dr. Chang and, and various other doctors um, that uh, basically conducted this epidemiological study, um, where they used. Um, they used information from what's called a sister study, which is where there was a lot of women um, who were sisters of a woman who had breast cancer, um, who they were able to conduct and gather a lot of information from, from these women and pretty much follow them over a significant course of time. And were able to um, you know establish, particularly for women who were diagnosed with these uh, uterine cancers, including endometrial cancer, which is a type of uterine cancer, um, and determined that a lot of these women had used hair relaxers. And there were a couple of different categories. There were people who used them before, of course, people who never used the hair relaxers before, and then there were people who frequently used the hair relaxers. And as women who use hair relaxers know, it's one of those things that you're committed to. You use it the first time, and you put it from your root to your end, and um, that's the first time that you would straighten, chemically straighten um virgin hair, and then after you uh, have your hair grow, you continue to place it on the new growth. So there's a lot of women who frequently use these uh, hair products, um, these hair relaxers, and the study incorporated that and, and looked at those women who frequently use the hair relaxers as well. Um, And in doing so, there was a, it it was a significant increase in risk for women who used the hair relaxers, uh, but even more so for women who frequently used the hair relaxers, um, where they were four times as likely to be, uh, to potentially increase the risk of developing uterine and and or endometrial cancer. Um, So the study is, of course, very important. And just to give some context as to one of the reasons historically why the study is important is because there has been a lot of, questions about why there are um, there's such an increase of black women who have these sorts of cancers um, and other reproductive issues um, and black women tend to have these issues at a rate much much higher uh, than white women or other women so it's always been sort of a question as to why black women have these issues Um, and now this study begins to shed some light on that. Particularly because we know that about 90% of black women have used hair relaxers. There was a study that shows that about 90% of them have, um, women have used hair relaxers at some point. So it's one of those things that within the community, that is a commonality where there are so many black women who've used them, whether starting as a child, use them as teenagers, or use them as adults. And depending on the hairstyle, would use them particularly frequently.
1: Let's, um, let's define. <clears throat> pardon me let's define frequency (laughs) how many times a year would an average black woman or child use a hair relaxer product in order to get the look they were looking for on a consistent basis
2: typically every four to six weeks A a woman or a young girl would get what we would refer to culturally as a touch-up. And that's where you would place the relaxer on the new growth portion of the hair. So typically every four to six weeks. However, depending on the hairstyle that a woman uh, wears or prefers, depending on their hair texture, they may do it more frequently. So um, you'd find that some women who may have had a shorter hairstyle... Um, and particularly in the, the warmer months or women who may work out frequently and they sweat a lot more, may use uh, get a touch up more frequently than, than average. And some women would do them every other week, I, I've heard um, of women who would do them j- that frequently.
1: And the more you used it, the greater the chance that you will develop uterine cancer or endometrial cancer as a result. Absolutely. What is the latency period In other words, how long do you need to use it before your risk begins to increase?
2: So that is a a, that's a question that's still that's still being researched and the uh, research is still developing on this issue. Um, So that that is a question that researchers are still sort of uh, sort of grappling with. I will I will say that one of the things that endocrine disrupting chemicals have been proven to do and to cause, um, which is kind of been a known fact prior to the study is cause early menstruation so one of the other things that you would find is that women who have developed these conditions oftentimes started menstruating at an early age so particularly for young girls who started using these products at a young age um, the the symptoms and the results um, are something that kind of bear out uh, where you see these cancers and other types of reproductive issues um, because their hormonal imbalance started at such a young age
1: I've seen and heard of girls as young as eight and nine having a menstruation as a, I don't, I, I didn't know that it was as a result of using hair relaxer products, but that that's, that's an age that that I've seen um, moms talking about their daughters beginning to menstruate.
2: Yes. Yes. That's as crazy. As young as eight, nine, 10, um, That has become somewhat normal, um, even <laughs> though it's, it's so abnormal uh, but you hear so so many of young girls who are starting their menstrual cycle at at very young ages. and now now we have some idea of why. Uh,
1: we are looking at cases, folks. And, and and if you or you know one of your loved ones, we are looking at cases and investigating them and investigating them for free. I mean, there's no obligation whatsoever to become a member of this group of people. Um, it may turn out that we're able to support your claim. It may turn out we're not able to support your claim. But there's absolutely no reason not to investigate it. First and foremost, anyone who has or has had endometrial cancer or uterine cancer, these are the cancers that are most closely linked to the use of this product and if you've used the product for let's say more than five years and more than five, four or five times a year then you are your risk is substantially higher than those who have never used the product so I'm talking to you I'm talking to the people who have used a hair relaxer for four or five years or more <clears throat> and who have used it for four or more times per year.
0: I, I just have to say that what doesn't come out, and this is bringing back such memories. I mean, I was at Gordon Phillips School of Cosmetology. I've done here, The psychological ramifications of this, as being a child and growing into a teenager and an adult, feeling like you have to assimilate, you have to appropriate this look in order to be a part of corporate America, and in spite of the pain, the risk, the suffering, you do this, and you've been doing this most of your life. I don't even know if that can be a part of a lawsuit, but that is part of it. We've had, on Black Talk Radio years ago, we've had numerous conversations about trying to look white, so to speak, and, and straightening your hair, and the, the hair with the sebum oil, and then the, your hair is made of keratin and protein. That went on for the longest time. I just think this is a, a subject matter that is long overdue, and I'm glad you're taking it on. Uh, here, I, th- I'm going to ask
1: you a question, Sherelle, that I never ask a woman, but what is your age?
2: Thirty-six. Thirty-seven. <laughs> I just turned thirty seven in December. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> thank
1: Happy you. Birthday. <laughs> when in December?
2: The day after Christmas, December twenty sixth. Oh, so we're
1: both Capricorn.
2: Oh nice. Yeah. I'm
1: <laughs> um, January eighth. But <clears throat> okay. Happy so, to you. Thank you. Um what what did you like what did you think or feel when you heard that there was this connection and that this may be in your future? I mean there there has to be A level of anxiety and fear that wasn't there before
2: absolutely Um, there's there's fear um, there's anger and frustration Um, you know as which was just alluded to uh, as a black woman there are so many things that I grapple with um, in terms of my appearance and my hair is certainly one of those things I started using hair relaxers as I mentioned when I was about six years old Um, But sometime in college, I want to say my sophomore year, I just started to feel uncomfortable about the idea of putting a chemical product on my hair to straighten it. Um, Although, of course, I had no idea that there was a chance that, you know, later down the line, I would find out that these could potentially cause cancer. I just didn't feel comfortable anymore. So I stopped and I started wearing my hair um, natural. And although I still temporarily straighten my hair with, you know, a blow dryer and a, a flat iron. Um, I don't put any chemicals in my hair anymore since since then, and that's going on almost 20 years. And around that time, shortly after, it started to become more popular for women to stop chemically straightening their hair. Um, but oftentimes, I struggle with that because, you know, if I may have a professional event to go to and I didn't get my hair blow-dried and straightened out, and then I feel like, you know, well, how do I do my hair in a way that looks, that's going to be professionally accepted? And that is something I should never have to worry about. I should be able to um, go into any space as I was created naturally with my hair being the way that it it grows from my head and not feel concerned that I'm going to be stigmatized or that I'm gonna be judged. So when you add that layer to this hair relaxer issue and the science that has recently come out, it makes it so much more troubling because, there's been a cultural um, acceptance of what beauty looks like. And there's, of course, been a need for a lot of black women to feel like they have to meet that standard. And that, of course, sometimes means, or often means straightening their hair. So when you think of hair relaxers, they became a normal normal self-care, Part of the normal self-care process the same way you put lotion on your body. You'd put hair relaxer in your hair your hair um, And
0: it was a process too.
2: Yes, it was a process <laughs> and and It's one of those things where every pretty much every girl I knew in school had a hair relaxer mm-hmm. all of us did mm-hmm. so we did something that we felt we needed to do to be culturally accepted and to be able to be seen as beautiful in the eyes of of Americans and then we did that in a way that harmed us later and mm. that is which what, what is so unfortunate
1: 215-227-2727 that's the number for court radio every Saturday morning <clears throat> we answer live and immediately your legal issues if you've been involved with hair relaxers if this is touching a chord with you and you want to join this conversation Give us a call at 215-227-2727. If you or you you know someone who has suffered with endometrial or uterine cancer and are just now realizing the connection between that disease and the products you've been using, you need to give us a call at 215-227-2727 we will undertake an investigation for your claim and we will have experts doctors reviewing medical records we will make sure that if your disease was caused by the use of this product that the people who created it who as Sherelle says have a duty to have investigated it before they put it in the marketplace we will make sure they pay for their Mistake, not mistakes, they, oh, they, they intentionally did not undertake the proper investigation because that might have interfered with their profit margin. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this comes down to. The only way to make companies change the way they behave with how they treat us as the end user is to make it costly for them not to do the right thing. 215-227-2727. Get in on the conversation, and we'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters
3: most.
1: I grew up here. Went to school here. Raised my kids here. I know Philly and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters. And choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company. It matters to the jury. And most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now. 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most.
0: legal answers here's more court radio with your host Dean Weitzman
1: good morning and welcome back I'm Dean Weitzman your host every Saturday morning for court radio the place where we answer your legal questions if you've got a legal question whether it's about today's topic or any other issue simply give us a call at 215-227-2727 it's the only number you need to know for all things legal today excuse me today we're talking to sherelle dandy an attorney at klein inspector my partners in litigation involving hair relaxers we have learned as late as november of last year through a very comprehensive study that there is a direct causal connection between hair relaxer chemicals and the onset of uterine and endometrial cancer furthermore furthermore it causes fibroids the fibroids can lead to hysterectomies hysterectomies obviously will prevent a woman from having children from that point forward if you had And a lot of women just grew up through puberty, etc., being tortured by fibroids and ultimately succumb to the problem by having a hysterectomy. If you're one of those women who have had a hysterectomy in your childbearing years before you've had an opportunity to have a child, I welcome you to give us a call as well. 215-227-2727, Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. The the cancer cases, the fibroid slash hysterectomy cases that have prevented um, a woman from having a child are cases we are examining carefully. We are we will spend the money to order all of your medical records. We will have expert physicians around the country reviewing your medical records to make sure that there is a connection between your use of hair relaxer chemicals and your disease and if that happens you will become a part of this action this call to action to bring to bear responsibility on the companies that should have done these studies, should have figured this out before they placed this product into the stream of commerce, and before they started to play on the mindset of African-American women, uh, especially young girls, um, to kind of say to them through their, their songs and their product promotion, This is what you need to be beautiful, not telling them this is what's going to cause you to suffer horribly later in life because of it. I have on the show Sherelle Dandy, an attorney at Client Inspector who is spearheading the project for their office, um, and myself and my team at My Philly Lawyer are handling it uh, on our side, and together, the two of us, the best of both worlds, um, will be representing Individuals um, who suffer with cancer, and let me say, in in the first, we teased this topic f- for 15 minutes in a show two weeks ago, mm. and we have 40 clients who have called.
0: 40. I'm not surprised. I t- I, I I'm not. Am, I'm not at all. I, I told you personally. I I experienced this with with a fiance years ago, and now we know what it was. We didn't know back then. I've dated met women who complained about fibroids. Again, we didn't know back then. Now it's coming into the light. We're having these discussions. And I think that women were leery to have certain discussions. Mm-hmm. And I understood the process, having grown up in the environment. So I think the time is long overdue. I am not surprised as a black man, if there are black men, Listening, you probably know a woman who has suffered through this yourself. I think this discussion is long overdue. It needs to happen. Let's
1: talk to some callers because that's why we're here, folks. Line two, Denise. Good morning, Denise, and welcome to Court Radio. Hi, good
4: morning to the panel. How you guys are doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good. Um, so I definitely am a product of my environment. Um I am now forty eight years old. Um, I am one of six girls, so relaxing and straightening. I grew up with straight, my grandparents and my mom straightening our hair with a, the with a, 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 a iron. And then it, we graduated to with, you know, uh, get our hair permed, right? My sisters and myself, we were very active in sports. Swimming, we did it all. And number one reason was when we would get our hair straight iron <clears throat> with the flat home, it didn't last as long so then, you know, all these commercials are coming out, mothers are talking. So, you know, as a child, you don't, you can't disagree with your mom, but I always question, Mommy, like, why is it burn so much? And if you scratch your hair, it here, so I knew instantly as a kid that this was not right to do. But once a, a young girl, uh, a sister of five girls, my mom just wanted life a little more convenient for her children to get us off the school. She had to work and things like that. I sit down at 48 years old, five boys. Praise the Lord, I don't have endometrial um, or uterine cancer, but I was diagnosed with endometriosis at 24 years old. So yeah. I, I had heavy menstrual periods my entire life. I thought it was normal until I read, started educating, and it was, you know, so much advice of my husband to go to the doctor and figure out what was going on. So now when this is coming out, we heard you said, this is probably all what you've been going through for the last two, two decades of my life. So I, I just applaud you all. I'm very grateful that I don't have cancer, but the fibroids, the heavy bleeding, the, um, the reproductive, it took a long time for me to their children. I have three of them now, but I also had to have laparoscopy surgery to remove the endometriosis, you know, so I, um, I'm listening and, I, and I'm rooting for every woman who. Suffered in dealing with these issues now. I compare this lawsuit to the Tuskegee Airmen experience. I believe a lot of these corporations know heavily what they were doing to, to, to the masses. Let's just leave it
1: at that. Mm-hmm. Denise, thank you so much for sharing your story and calling for Court Radio today. I really do appreciate it. Have a blessed Saturday. if you or a family member have endometrial or uterine cancer and you've been using hair relaxer that's the number you need to call now
0: does having any type of disclaimer on the box or the packaging alleviate you from any type of damages having to pay out or anything there
2: there is none Um, there is Absolutely been no disclaimer, no warning, mm. um, nothing in the hair relaxer box kit or mm. um, that the that the uh, manufacturers have ever provided that indicate that their endocrine disrupting chemicals or harmful chemicals that are contained within the hair relaxers. Mm. Um, and in fact, I feel like they've doubled down in their way of... Um, Branding these relaxer products because initially um, most relaxers contained what is called lye but it's sodium hydroxide and that is something that could make the scalp irritated and cause for um, there to be additional burns when you're placing the product on the hair. So um, there was then no lye containing hair relaxer brands um, and products that were put on the market and they were uh, they were advertised to be safe. Um, so I remember. They, they, yeah. that's been and even even today if you look at a hair relaxer box it's you know it'll, it'll say no lie containing hair relaxer No lie, um, relaxer. That, yes and in in the commercials and even if you look back at commercials that started way, you know in the 70s and the 80s and dark and lovely would would uh, would advertise these products as safe because they did not contain uh, lie however they contain these endocrine disrupting chemicals and that's been never warned about
0: yeah <laughs> lie L-Y-E, L-Y-E. Yeah. Goes in soap. Is
1: n- not in the uh, hair relaxer, but the lie, L-I-E, is that it causes cancer, and they didn't warn. The answer is a warning could provide some protection to the company, but as Sherelle stated, Very clearly, there was no warning. There is no warning. And there won't be until this litigation is successful and they are forced to put a warning on the box. Every warning on any product is there because some lawyer made the company fess up to the dangers of
0: their product. Because corporations hate regulation. And that's part of regulatory. But they do love cash. Hey. Line four, Sonia. Welcome to
1: Court Radio. How are you, Sonia? Sonia. Line four, Eric. Sonia? Okay. We lost Sonia. We lost her. How about line three, Daphne? Welcome to Court Radio, Daphne. Hey,
5: good
1: morning, everyone. Good morning. The Daphne's always show up.
5: <laughs>
1: uh, hi Daphne. Welcome welcome to the show. Um what's your qu- question or comment?
5: Yeah, and a few years ago I was the one who actually I got through, maybe I was the only one who figured out what car crash meant. Uh the, the <laughs> two, two, seven, 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 seven. So I won a price that for that. But no, um yeah, I was um already called actually by Robert Nix and then a Jay Burger called and they said I was like the number one person who reached out the day you brought the topic up. I had um done the chat on the weekend. Um and
1: that's awesome let me let me, let me let me explain to folks just before so so Daphne called the the number that I've given out all morning 215-227-2727 <laughs> and I have a team at the office who are dedicated to the hair relaxer litigation and she's uh, chatted with them and she's spoken with them and we've gathered information and the process has begun for Daphne it's the same process that can begin for anybody listening to us now go ahead Daphne I, I didn't mean to cut you off
5: oh no problem no problem so when sarah picked up the call by the time she put me on hold and then another call came in she you already answered the question so i didn't want to hang up because i figured let me just uh because from the hour uh from the start of the the uh topic he didn't mention uterine fibroids so i was like oh maybe i could hang up because he now brought it up and then when I mentioned uh, to Robert, he hadn't heard the ads and the commercials on the air yet, which you don't bring up uterine fibroids. So I wasn't sure if it was something you maybe wanted to update, or people are just going to be calling in anyway, knowing that it's being advertised everywhere, everywhere else, like on Instagram ads and everything else that they're mentioning it, because you you specify uterine cancer and. Um, and endometrial cancer but you don't mention um uterine fibroids on the commercial because that's what made me even call yeah and then with the fact that I have been uh, an avid you know listener of yours for years and years that's really the only reason why I'm coming to you thank you any of these other ads that pop up everywhere else, you know?
1: thank you so much Daphne um, for clearing that up and, I, and I'm gonna explain to folks uh, exactly what you mean by that and what we're looking at um, but thanks for calling have a great Saturday Okay, thank you. So, in addition to uterine cancers and endometrial cancers, we are looking at the really worst of the worst on the fibroid claims. So that if the fibroids are so bad that it required surgery to remove them, um, and you ended up having. Uh, a hysterectomy or a partial hysterectomy and you're unable to bear children because of that process we are looking at those claims as well again as i stated and i don't want to beat a dead horse but there is no risk you give us a call we will review the medical records and your conditions um and we will let you know if you are able to join in on the group of litigants who are suing the manufacturers of these chemicals who are by the way Sherelle, who are some of the manufacturers
2: so dark and lovely um, <clears throat> is, is owned by L'Oreal that's one of the manufacturers is that a French company L'Oreal yes
1: okay and are we able to bring a French company to to court in America we are we oui, we oui. okay oui, oui. so the fact that these companies may not be Um, American corporations will not stop us from bringing them to the bar of an American court uh, to answer for the damages they caused and one of them is L'Oreal how about Clairol how about Revlon do any of those companies do this as well yes
2: yes Um, they do as well so there is as every woman who's ever used a hair relaxer knows there's a bunch of different brands of hair relaxing products that are on the market um, they're mostly owned by a few companies that own various different brands, but I know that a lot of women have used, for example, the dark and lovely olive oil um, is a popular brand, um, of course, for the, the young girls who started using relaxers just for me and PCJ um, are examples of some of the young girl products. Um, so there are various different brands that are owned by uh, a few different companies l'oreal being a main company
1: let me ask you this as a practical matter <clears throat> I've been using these products and maybe I've used more than one of these products how do I establish that I've been a user of these products
2: well you're you're certainly um, you're 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 personal account and testimony as to your amount, the amount of times that you use the products, how frequently you use the products and what products you used. Um, As as I mentioned, a lot of women would use multiple different products. So of course you would have to be able to identify the brands of the products that you did use. And a lot of women had the main brand that they would typically stick to. So you had some women that would use Dark and Lovely pretty much every single time unless dark and lovely was out of stock and they didn't have dark and lovely at the store and then they may grab a different brand um, or may have an interest in trying another brand one particular time but most a lot of women had uh, one particular brand that they typically used for women that went to a hair salon to have their relaxers done you could also ask your stylist what brand that they typically use uh, a lot of times stylists would use a, spe- a you know a specific brand such as mizani would be a, is a popular brand that would be used at different salons. So you would want to ask your stylist so that you can gather the information to know what brand has been used in your hair salon. Um, And one of the ways that we can kind of prove it, if you shopped at a local retailer, like for example, if you shop at a Rite Aid or CVS and you have a Rite Aid or CVS card, um that information can be stored where we're able to kind of confirm the purchases that you've made at those stores if you have receipts for people that keep receipts from your purchases then you you know certainly should pull that information um but you're most women know the brands that they used and were married to certain types of certain brands for uh for frequent use
1: does the does the potential litigant have to have had it applied professionally in a salon or could the, could their entire use of this product be one which occurred in their own home?
2: It could be either at a salon or at your own home as long as you use the product. Um, then it, it does not matter when or, or where it was applied, whether it was applied at a salon or whether or not you purchased a home kit and did it yourself. Or for some of us, whether or not our moms or our grandmoms or our aunts or, you know, our cousins were the ones who applied the relaxers for us. It, it doesn't matter who applied it.
1: And in fact, <clears throat> those are independent witnesses um, mm-hmm. who may not be involved in the litigation, but who can testify on your behalf as to what products you used how frequently use them because they're the ones who place them on your head absolutely so gathering up folks um names of individuals who are intimately familiar with your use is really important. And then those folks may end up giving something called a deposition, where they testify in the attorney's office under oath as to what products you used. This is how we gather the information we need to litigate the case. Um, we are at our last break. We'll be back for another 10 minutes. But first, our sponsors must have their way with you. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you call 215-227-2727 my philly lawyer when winning matters most I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most.
0: legal answers here's more court radio with your host Dean Weitzman
1: welcome back I'm Dean Weitzman this is court radio and I am your host every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. where we tackle the toughest legal issues of the day live live and in person and answer any question you want to pose to me simply by calling 215-227-2727, the number for all things legal. Let's talk to Tanya on line three, Eric. Oh, Tanya. Hello. Hi.
6: Yes. Hi.
1: Welcome to the show, Tanya. What, uh, Thank you. Were you a hair relaxer person?
6: yes I used it back in 2003 and I I was pregnant and I noticed after I used it I had like symptoms like my back was really hurting, and I started bleeding and then I wound up losing my baby and then after that I noticed that my my cycle started becoming really really heavy and then watery and then I developed these thyroids on my ovaries on both of them I had to get them removed I had a lap had I had the what they do they did a they tried to <laughs> suck them out at first but then I wound up having a major surgery to remove them and then later on down the line it the the severity of it was um, I had scars on my ovaries mm-hmm. so I wound up getting a hysterectomy all in
1: all let, let me ask you a question you, you mentioned the year 2003 because obviously that's the year that you had the miscarriage um, were you using um, hair relaxer products for many years leading up to that or was this a one-time event
6: yes i was i was using a carefree curl product yes i had them several times um because I wanted my hair to look perfect, and I wanted it to be curled—the texture I was looking for—and the style, so I constantly used them. Okay. And this particular time, I used it again, and but I was pregnant, and I noticed right after I used it, I the baby immediately died.
1: Yeah. Was well, see now, now again? Any time that we bring a claim to court, such as this, we have to have medical support for creating that causal link between what we are looking at, in this case, a a chemical, and your disease or or the outcome of whatever happened. That medical connection is necessary, it's mandatory. So what I say to you is what I'm saying to everybody. Give us a call, let us get your information, let us gather up your medical records, and let's have a physician a scientist an expert look at that and look at what happened and see if there is a connection sometimes there's not sometimes it's a coincidence that you happen to be using something and a bad thing happens to you but those two things are unrelated um, and that is oftentimes is a very hard pill to swallow for a client because they really believe in their heart of hearts that there's a connection but in order for us to take it to a judge and a jury we must demonstrate that connection scientifically but we're happy to look at your case so please after the show give us a call at 215-227-2727 and one of the Folks on my team will get back to you we'll get you signed up we'll gather your medical records and um, and and you'll find out at least and, and a, a lot of clients say to me at least Dean you brought peace of mind that it there wasn't a connection that it that that you know I, I happen to have had a bad outcome uh, something horrible happened but it wasn't caused by what I thought it might have been caused by and for that they're grateful just to know that so again Tanya, um, my condolences. I know it's a long time ago, but still, I can hear the pain in your voice. 215-227-2727. Call us after the show, and somebody will get back to you before the
0: end of the weekend.
4: Okay,
0: thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. I I, I would just say to, to the ladies, sisters, it's worth looking into. It really is worth at least asking the question
1: and because there's there's no risk
0: there, none
1: you don't really there's no heavy lifting none. you you sign some papers, we gather the medical records we have those medical records examined by uh, scientists and then we get back to you and say yes or no and and that's how simple it is. Yeah. Um, and it, if but I and I want to just c- conclude the show by by drawing a distinction if you are a member of this, group of individuals who were affected by these companies who didn't really consider the end effect of the products they were selling if you're one of them this is a significant claim your injuries are catastrophic this is not a class action you don't get a coupon and uh, you know a check for two dollars and fifty cents you're a you're a you may be part of a mass tort where we take a single deposition of a company representative that we then share with all of the claimants so that it's only done once but your case is tried individually your damages are assessed individually and clients who are a part of mass tort litigation end up getting they're due for the injuries they sustained whether that's hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or tens of millions of dollars each claim is assessed individually on how it affected you and that is the difference between this and a class action this is not a class action it's a mass tort we've been joined by sherelle dandy a client inspector who have given us a ton of great information I really appreciate your coming on I hope you'll you will come back on again in the months to come as this litigation develops
2: absolutely um, this is a, a very important litigation for all the historical reasons that, that we've already discussed and for all of the personal women who've been impacted by this and all the personal little all the little girls um, who just went at their hair straight and now unfortunately have these health conditions so it is important to me um, that we see this litigation through and that these women are, are, are able to uh, be, hold these companies accountable. Folks,
1: we'll be back. We tough we we tackle the tough questions. We'll see you next week, same time, same place.